0: travel
1: squad podcast we're four friends that grew up together in the same small town we followed each other to san diego and now we adventure the world together
2: one passport stamp at a time
1: we're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures
2: even if it starts with your own backyard i'm jamal
1: Brittany, kim and i'm dana and And
2: we're the
0: travel squad Squad Podcast.
3: podcast
1: so grab your tickets
0: your passport
2: and don't forget your travel insurance
0: and prepare for takeoff hello
3: everybody and welcome to episode three of the travel squad
0: podcast china
2: china And china. China. Hey, by the way i love china
0: We took a 10-day trip to China as a travel squad, and we learned so much about the country, the people, and the Chinese history.
2: So one of the questions that we got asked when we told people we were going to China is, why are you going to China? Wasn't that a question that you had for the whole group, (laughs) again when we told you that was next on the get-go?
3: Exactly. Why China? China all
2: the time. You know, and uh, I'll admit, you know, China wasn't necessarily high on my list of must-do travel locations, but the reason why we went was simply for two reasons, as China was more specifically my uh, location that I picked, even though it's not high up on my list. One of the main reasons why was we found a guided tour that was really, really inexpensive. It included flights, hotels, transportation within China, all for a reasonable price. And on top of that, we also went to Shanghai. And in Shanghai, we had a free day, and Shanghai has the newest Disney park to open. Shanghai Disney and so since it's one of Brittany and I's bucket list things to do to go to all Disney parks um, the combination of the fact that it was an inexpensive trip and it went to a place where there's a Disney park for me to go to um, definitely made this one actually happen I think I speak for all of us when we were thinking well China's not high on the list but we all love China right
3: I love China now but when you guys were Throwing that out there, I was like, why would I want to go to China? I have never even thought about China and I'm not a Disney person, but as I do with most trips, just jumped on because it's a place in the world and I want to see all of the places in the world. And
1: definitely, definitely, I'm so glad that I went.
2: Did anyone ask you, Zaina or Brittany, why you guys were going to China?
1: I think it's just not super high on people's travel lists. So it's more of curiosity of why would you choose China over some place that is more popular? I think I probably had that thought too, but I just don't like being left out. And, you know, regardless, it's another mm-hmm. stamp in the passport. and Some you know, FOMO
2: action for you.
1: Exactly. Some major FOMO, but also I know that we're going to be going to the Great Wall and if anything, like, I I want to see the Great Wall. So shoot, yeah. you guys, let's go
0: to China. <laughs> we're going to China. The Great
1: Wall definitely yeah. sold me.
0: I think when people think of China, they think about how English isn't a prevalent language in that country. And so it may be difficult. And I think that really just intimidates people. So when I was telling my coworkers that I was going to China, they were like, why China? And I, my, my response is always, why not? Why
2: it's a good China? response.
0: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We also heard a lot of
3: warnings about China in terms of like the food, the food's not like what you'd expect in the U.S. or the food's not good. I don't know if we are going to talk about this at all on the podcast, but I want to say the food is amazing.
2: We'll definitely talk <laughs> about the food because I don't know what everyone was talking about who has been to China and said it wasn't as good as you have it here. Yeah, I'm, then- I'm longing to go back simply for the food. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was so good.
1: I want to go back for that plate that they served you of sweet and sour pork. I don't know what the other plate option was when we had lunch that day, but I chose wrong. The other thing is this trip was coming off the heels of Machu Picchu and I did not take any snacks to Peru and everyone else did. And I regretted not taking snacks. And then someone told me that make sure you take snacks to China because you... Uh, might not like the food there. So I took a shitload of snacks and I didn't need (laughs) any of it because the food was so good.
0: You really liked that Peking duck dinner, didn't you, Zaina? Oh my goodness.
2: We'll get into a little bit of that more later, I guess, right? I've
0: never eaten more
1: duck in my life. (laughs) And I probably won't again. So China is very unique and it really makes you feel like a celebrity because everyone wants to take your picture. Maybe it's just for the fact that Maybe a lot of Americans don't go to China, but really people were treating us like celebrities and they were constantly grabbing us and Mm -hmm. uh, taking pictures with us. I remember at one point someone grabbed Jamal and I to take our picture and the guy was wearing a San Diego t-shirt and we got super excited and we're like, oh, we're from San Diego. And I have no idea if he really understood (laughs) what we were talking about. He was just so excited to get his picture with us. Yeah.
2: I just think when they see, you know, Westerners visiting their country, it's exciting to them because... China's, you know, up and coming as having a lot more tourists now than like ever before, but still a lot of people seeing that it's really unique. So they want to take your photos. I mean, it happens so many times to all of us, but more particularly, you know, Kim, Brittany, Yeah, Zana. there was one part- They like him with the girls, not so much the guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there was one part where me and Brittany were just standing around and these guys came up to us to ask to take our picture and we're like okay you know it's the millionth person that's asked and we're like well can we take a picture with you and so we have pictures with them too yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: or even there were times where we were sitting in the group and our tour guide was talking to us. And, you know, of course we're outside, we're in a public area, people are passing us and people would come up and start taking pictures or of filming us. us. Well, yeah. while well, we're sitting there as a group listening to our <laughs> tour guide. And you just sometimes wonder like, oh my goodness, there are so many pictures of me out there. What are they doing with them?
0: So actually I kind of got frustrated with that by the end of the the tour. And so there was one day where this lady just kept taking kept taking our photo, just kept taking our photo and she kept going up to the group interrupting us. And so when we passed her again, I got out my camera and I just took a whole bunch of po- photos of her.
1: Yeah, but you know she the other liked it though. She
2: was extra aggressive than most people. Other <laughs> people would like ask. She literally not even just coming up to Britney would interrupt our tour with everybody else and just get kind of in the whole mix yes, of things. That, was and rare, that, that one was obnoxious but very very rare. And Everyone else is usually polite. Sorry.
0: Kimberly. Everyone else is very nice Everyone and was so it was a nice. fun experience cuz we would have photos with these random strangers too yeah so in this episode we're going to talk about why go on a guided tour the cities we visited and answer listener questions of the week
2: one of the reasons (laughs) that we decided to do a guided tour was simply because one we saw it on sale like Sometimes our destinations are dictated by the sales, but on Most top of that, but on top of that, I feel like China is a country that is a must do in a guided tour situation for several reasons. One of them being that I've already touched on cost effective. We chose a tour that included our flights, hotels, All our tours within country. They did have some optional ones that you can pay to upgrade to. But within every city, there was your tour included. Shout out Gate One. Gate Gate One One Travel. I love you.
1: This was the beginning of a lifelong love affair with Gate One Adventures. And this is not sponsored. Um, Gate One, I wish they were
3: sponsoring us, but they're not. We just love them. They're, They're so good. The service is amazing. They picked us up at the airport with a sign. All of our transportation. He made sure we were up at a certain time. He made sure we had our passports when we needed them. <laughs> oh, that's another we Who forgot story. their
2: passports one time? <laughs> yeah, we did. I think that was Kim and Zana.
1: <laughs> Yes, we
3: and forgot they our just, passports. And they would order our food, make sure we got the best food, which is probably why we enjoyed what well, we ate so much and gave us, um, along with the tours, all of our history lessons. It was just red carpet service there and we loved them.
1: Yeah, one of the things that when you're going through a tour company, they do, in order to get those cost effective rates they do fly you out of a big airport we're here in san diego and we had to drive two hours north to lax in los angeles and fly out of there we also had to stop about 40 times so
3: Brittany
0: could pee I have like the smallest bladder ever.
2: (laughs) I don't, I I watched you from the moment we got up, Brittany. I don't know where all that liquid in your body came from. (laughs) Like you literally drank one cup of coffee and maybe a glass of water and we had to stop 40 times, but
1: But that's okay. We made our flight, we made it to the airport and we were good.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And I think Brittany touched on this earlier um, when she said, you know, obviously if you don't know Chinese or any other language for what other country you're meeting, but uh, realistically, chinese is a difficult language and if you have no elementary foundation for it the guided tour is clutch for that aspect of things. You have your tour guide. He knows English. Clearly, he's a native. He knows Chinese. And you don't have to do any ordering of food, nothing when you try to check into the hotels. You don't have to worry about transportation. So it's just kind of show up and you don't have to feel one bit of uncomfort, you know, being in a foreign land and not knowing anything about the language, especially in China, I feel like, more so than anything else.
0: our tour guide was with us our entire duration of our trip, which was really nice because you just have a consistent person. But when we went to different cities, we also got local guides that knew that particular city, which was really helpful um, to navigate that one particular city. But like I said, your one major guide goes with you for the entire trip duration. And so you build a relationship with them as well. And it's just very helpful when you're trying to order beer, for example. We all wanted to order a cold beer. How do you say beer?
3: In Chinese. Mandarin. Bing Pijou.
2: That's, I want a cold beer. That's cold
1: beer. Oh, so what What are Ping we talking Ping Oh, I wouldn't have gotten
3: that.
2: Ping Zhou is just beer? No, no. Pijou. Oh,
1: Pijou.
3: Bing is cold. Pijou. Uh,
2: okay. I thought Bing Pijou was, I want a cold beer, but no, that's just cold beer. I don't beer. know how to say I want. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> didn't okay.
3: get that far. <laughs> but, but we
2: knew the basics. <laughs>
3: so, without All this matters. guided tour, I don't think I would have even gone to China because... People don't speak English there. All the signs are in Chinese. There's no way we would have, we wouldn't have been able to get around as easily. And remember the first day where we had to order food on our own? How lost we were with the menu and what
0: we ordered. We weren't that satisfied when we ordered by
3: ourselves. We ordered something that we thought was like medium spicy and it was the hottest thing in the world we couldn't even (laughs) super spicy
2: i remember that So to
1: give you a little bit of context you know we're flying in from lax we land in um beijing and at this point i think what we're landing at 3 p.m we're super hungry we want to eat we get to the hotel after they pick us up it's it's a hour-long drive to
2: um from the airport to the the hotel.
1: hotel and jamal makes the comment that hey guys I think I just saw a 7-Eleven around the corner from the hotel and no one believed Jamal because it felt like we were walking forever. And everyone was like, Jamal, what are you talking about? Where is this 7-Eleven that you speak of? It was several
2: blocks. I thought it was closer. It was several blocks.
1: (laughs) So we were able to stock up on water. That was good. Um, And then we decided, you know, obviously we're hungry and we need to eat something. And so we went to this restaurant and it was
2: just... Right next door to the hotel.
1: It was mind boggling because we, we just everything is in chinese we have no idea what we're ordering and basically like what kim said i mean we thought we ordered something with medium spice and it was you couldn't even eat it it was the hottest thing you've ever eaten in your life well
2: even using the translation app was difficult but i just want to let the listeners know this was pretty much one of the only days that dinner and our meal was not provided simply because it was the day that we arrived several people coming in from other flights we flew out of los angeles other people on the tour, the special was out of New York, so there was just timing differences. So because of that, there was not a group of dinner that was included. And just even in that little debacle of trying to just order and you know do things on our own, it was very, very difficult. So guided tour comes in handy.
1: Well, I think there was only one other night that we didn't have dinner because when you're on the guided tours, they feed you breakfast, they feed you lunch, but dinner is kind of up in the air. So we bought the specials every single night so we were constantly doing something every single night. And because we're going out to do something, they would feed us dinner. But there was one night that we didn't um, purchase the, the added on. Evening activity, and so we did walk around. I think we were in Xi'an at that point, and it was just so confusing because there's nothing in
0: English. We ended up eating at the hotel yeah. for yeah. dinner at the hotel restaurant.
2: Kim um, didn't realize we fed her shrimp on that one, Miss. I don't I'm like still seafood. Mad about
0: that. You <laughs> didn't even know about it until recently. That's so funny. I thought we I ate still, at KFC. No, I can still the taste hotel. the shrimp in my mouth.
2: Oh, you didn't even you didn't know. know. You
0: were saying how good it was.
2: I call your lie. <laughs>
0: (laughs) So one other thing about guided tours to know is that when you prep for the tour and the country, they tell you what immunizations you need. They tell you what you should pack. They tell you some um, tips and tricks. Like, for example, China is a bring your own toilet paper country. And so I had that pre-packed before we went. But it gives you a lot of insight of how to plan for the trip and get the most out of your trip before you even go. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to say
3: one more thing about the guided tours. And that is that obviously you're on a tour with other people. There's people that you're going to really click with. It's not all old people. In fact, we met a couple on this trip that we became really, really good friends with. And we're actually going... I think you guys took a trip with another trip with, we them. Went we went with to them. to
2: Japan we... and then
3: we're going to be visiting them in November when we go to Arkansas. So you actually make friends with these people that you're on this trip with for 10 days. And so it's really nice.
0: Hey squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand feeling your well-being while traveling.
2: One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack.
3: We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C.
0: Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support.
2: It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order, when you shop better hydration today using promo code Podcast at liquidiv.com.
3: Hey Squatties, let's take a quick detour to talk about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you.
2: We just launched several new international trip itineraries including Tulum and Japan. This is on top of the itineraries we already have for U.S. trips like the Hawaiian Island of Kauai, the U.S. Virgin Islands, as well as National Park trip itineraries including Utah's Mighty Five National Parks and a week at Grand Teton and Yellowstone.
0: These fully built out 20 to 30 page PDF guides are available for instant download on our site right now. Every detail of the trip is laid out for you, so all you have to do is download, book, show up, and have fun. The itineraries tell
3: you where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, Driving distance between attractions, the things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, their mileage, and the time to allot for each one. And believe it or not, so
2: much more. Be sure to head over to TravelSquadPodcast.com to download your very own comprehensive travel itinerary today. So when we were in China, they took us to three cities in particular. We landed in Beijing. We also went to Xi'an, as well as Shanghai.
1: And they flew us to each of those cities too. China is huge. We did not drive to those locations. And again, benefits of the guided tour, those flights are built into the price that we paid. The one
3: bummer was that we didn't get to go on the bullet train. I was sad about
0: that.
1: We did in Japan.
0: I didn't. (laughs) We missed you, Kim. And when you have to go check in for these flights, your tour guide is at the front of the line, making sure everyone gets on the flight, making sure everyone gets their luggage checked. So it's like full service. And they take your luggage for you. Mm-hmm.
2: What was your guys' favorite part about Beijing of the things that we did?
0: What was my favorite part?
1: Um, the pandas. Oh, <laughs> the panda, panda zoo. Okay. They were Kim so is panda. cute. I feel like um, it's just so hard to choose. Beijing was such a fun city. I really liked the Great Wall. I liked the place that they took us to buy the pearl necklaces.
0: I'm just wondering why you didn't say the Peking duck dinner was your favorite thing, (laughs) Zana. You ate a lot of duck that night.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Why don't you uh, tell us the story of the Peking duck dinner, Zaina?
1: So the very, this isn't the very first night, right? The very first night is when we went to that restaurant, but this is like the first full day. After that tour. Night, yeah, exactly. So Wine we did... and duck dinner night. Yeah. So, well, they advertised it as the Peking duck dinner, and I guess we had unlimited alcohol, to be really frank with you. I don't remember. I don't remember this. So I probably drank a little bit, and I'm eating the duck. And they give you these little paper wrapper, Not paper wrappers, but it's, it's
2: their oh, version it's, of a tortilla. It's like their Tortillas. version of, I would describe it as a tortilla.
1: Yeah. So you can put the duck in this tortilla with the sauce. And I guess... And little vegetables. Oh. And roll vegetables. It sauce. Wouldn't, Ooh, the sauce. Uh, I don't even remember that. But um, I guess I drank a lot. And now all of a sudden, you know, I'm hungry. And... I ate a lot of duck and I kept saying how good it... I don't believe that I did this, but I guess <laughs> they keep telling me that I kept saying how good it is. It's so good. It's so good. Next thing you know, I'm stuffed. And then as they soon kept as I'm They cutting stuffed, ducks and bringing out more duck.
0: Yeah, I can't yeah, believe how many ducks it it they brought out. It was advertised as a peaking duck dinner. And so we thought like... We're gonna be eating duck all night so we're filling up on duck
2: by course five they brought out like five different ducks per our table <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then it's when like, they're gonna bring out more food like more normal Chinese food on top of that when we're stuffed on this duck already
3: right we start to get rice and chicken and pork and we're
2: like whoa I would say that's the one if there was one critique of our trip it's that I don't think it was articulated to us that there's more beyond. The duck at the Peking duck dinner. So Uh, I, yeah,
0: clearly stuffed myself on duck. (laughs) So now it's a running joke. That duck is Zaina's favorite dish because she had so much duck that night. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, when you fill up too much on
1: a good thing and it just stuffs you so much that you're like, oh my gosh, I can never do this again. So at one point, I think this is when we were flying from Beijing to Xi'an, they do feed, you know, this isn't like the United States where they don't feed you on the um, domestic flights. In China, they do feed you on domestic flights. Sometimes questionable food. Yeah, so they brought out... Um, <laughs> Uh, Well, I didn't hear what they said. And so I asked Brittany, what are they serving? And she said, it's either fish, was it, or duck. And I looked at her and I laughed because at this point we're already laughing at me because of how much duck I ate. And I <laughs> thought to myself, they would never serve duck on an airplane because we're like in the United States. We've That's never where you're duck. wrong. Yeah. So when the flight attendant came to me at, and I'm just brushing Brittany off thinking, okay, whatever, I'll just find out when the flight attendant comes. And she comes and she asks me, what do I want to eat? And I ask her, what do you have? And she says, we have fish or we of duck. And I just, my jaw drops because I'm like, oh my goodness, Brittany was serious. They really do serve duck on
0: airplanes.
2: What did you end up getting? I
0: got the fish. (laughs) I absolutely got the fish. A little
2: ducked out, huh?
0: My favorite part about this trip or to Beijing specifically in the city was the Great Wall because like, you know, every single vacation I got to do a little hiking. And so when we got to the Great Wall, our tour guide said to us, you can go to the right, which is easy or you can go to the left, which is hard. So we all booked it to the left and started climbing up the great wall.
3: We didn't book it. Brittany was like, we're doing the hard side. I think it was <laughs> me though. No. Cause
0: didn't you guys want the, the easy side? And I was like, come on guys. We just got back from Machu Picchu. We can do the hard side. One thing to know about the great wall is the steps aren't even. So you come across really large steps where you're like, Huffing and puffin trying to get up one step And then you get to these tiny baby steps as well So it, it's hard to maintain a pace Because every step is uneven
1: Yeah Hey, Mr. Historian Do you want to give us any facts about the Great Wall?
2: It's thousands of miles long And hundreds of years old <laughs> <laughs> No, but Yeah, yeah. But no, I, I mean It was originally built to keep You know uh, The Mongols out from invading China That's really the main Deterrent of why they actually had built the wall, but you know, obviously it's thousands of miles long. You could see it in other places other than Beijing, but Beijing is one of the only major cities that it actually kind of runs through north of the city. So you know, when we went there, it was actually really interesting to see because now they built the highway that goes under the Great Wall. Do any of you guys remember that yeah. how the road went mm-hmm. under the Great Wall? Mm-hmm. And so when they had the pavilion area for us to get out, like Brittany said it was either to the right which was on a more flat side of the mountain where you know the road was running through or we can go to the left and we went to the left and it was definitely a a very very steep hike up that
0: well I figured if we go to the left and we get to the top of that then we can look out to the flat parts and just have a really nice view
2: we had a really good view I feel like if Mm -hmm. we went to the right we would have been able to traverse more of the wall, but we went to the left, so we got a higher elevation to kind of overlook. Mm
3: -hmm. I have two things I want to say about the Great Wall. One is that people thought that, and you've seen pictures of the Great Wall where it's covered in people, and there's people everywhere, and you can't walk, and that's what I was scared that we were going to be going into. There was nobody on the Great Wall with us. We got pictures with nobody in them. The second thing I want to say is wear a cute outfit because you're going to take lots of
0: pictures. (laughs) I know, Kim, you specifically picked out your great wall outfit. And I love that picture to this day.
2: It's a good photo.
0: <laughs> and I got to say, once we got
1: off the Great Wall, when we get to the bus, they served us ice cream on the bus. Oh, and it oh
2: so yeah. Really I forgot about spot. that. Because it was a warm day. It wasn't excessively hot, but it was a warm day. So, yeah. Oh, it's warm.
1: Well, regardless of if it's warm windy. or not, I mean, when you hike up the hard side of the wall, like that ice cream mm-hmm. is just five star phenomenal.
2: And then we had lunch after that somewhere. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Yes, yes we, we did. did.
1: So I think that same day they took us to the Beijing Zoo. Yeah, that was a big day. We went,
3: because we're on a guided tour, they are jam-packing our schedule, which is really nice because we get to see a lot. We also went and saw the Olympic area where they had the
2: olympics the opening, with c- that. the opening ceremonies in beijing some of the stadiums they drove us by you check kind that, of that out area, real quick yeah. and
3: then we went to the zoo where they had pandas and i've seen pandas before but these ones there was tons of them and they were playing and jumping and like climbing on things and falling over and running and they were the cutest little pandas ever and then they had like a big um cage full of lemurs there were like hundreds of lemurs in this cage and they were so cute
0: So back to the pandas, I just want to point out that in the zoo, there was a big poster and it was in Chinese, so I couldn't read it, but basically it translated to pandas are very lazy creatures in general. And so, um, the panda population is declining quite significantly. So to encourage the pandas to reproduce, they've actually made panda porn. To encourage the pandas to have sex and reproduce and have <laughs> babies. <laughs> Is that
2: how did you get the translation? Well, I think they had it kind of, an English, kind of remember, uh, in English, if I remember, in one part, or we asked our tour guide yeah. oh. and he told us what it was. But do you not remember the photo I that, I, the only that thing I I remember took? is the well, picture. Well, yeah. So I took a photo because in the area where they were having that general information, the panda exhibit, they actually have a photo of pandas mating. <laughs> and <laughs> the, the panda that's on top, he, could, he just has a big grin, big <laughs> smile on his face. I took we'll, a photo we'll of put that. that be, on our Instagram. Be sure to check it out on Instagram, like Kim said. And uh, <laughs> we'll see it up there, but it's pretty funny. But I just want to... Touch on one thing as well. Kim said, "You know, I've seen pandas because here in the San Diego at the zoo we have pandas here, but not anymore. Not anymore. China took them back. <laughs> sad, but
3: sad panda. Even
2: though these weren't necessarily wild, they were in captivity at the zoo. There was something genuinely exciting about seeing pandas in China where they come from.
1: And they Did were it? so active. Yeah, didn't you get a video of a panda just running back and forth doing?" whatever it was doing it was yeah
2: like, I did I did he was kind of in a corner then all of a sudden he just kind of jumped up and started like galloping almost like a horse <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah,
1: and then uh, we saw lemurs as well and I loved the lemurs because they're all sitting around meditating
0: yeah in the they were sun. sitting on
3: their butts like for real and just like zoning out and
1: they were so cute
3: With yeah people
0: go hands like perched in the air.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those were so adorable. Um, one thing about Beijing that really I wasn't expecting was how they, they had flowers everywhere. The roads were lined with flowers and um, just rose Trees. Yeah, exactly. So the, the highway lanes are separated by just garden a a garden like median
2: gardens yeah 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 well it's one of the things our tour guide was telling us that they're doing to combat the pollution is they're trying to like plant trees and flowers all over the place so all the roadways are really beautiful lined with flowers trees really really well maintained Mm -hmm. um in all honesty way better than you see on the freeways here in the states i mean it was really pretty
3: yeah yeah that was one thing that was a myth that we'd always heard is the pollution is so bad you can't see, and everyone's wearing masks. And there were some people wearing masks, but I wasn't affected by the pollution whatsoever.
2: Mm-hmm. I, I mean, we may have just gotten lucky. I remember when we landed back on our way home, I feel like I could see it a little bit. So, but during the time we were there, yes, I will agree with Kim that pollution really wasn't an issue for mm-hmm. us at that time.
1: The traffic was bad for sure, yeah. but the-
2: <laughs> yeah, traffic's always bad in big cities. Yeah,
0: a lot of people also said that China was a dirty place to go, and I didn't feel like it was dirty out. At all it was very clean, very pretty, and um, it really helped seeing all of the beautiful flowers o- along the highways.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: From Beijing, we flew to Xi'an, and I think that's
1: the flight where they served us duck or fish. So um, you know what I do remember though about the flight from Beijing to Xi'an was it was really turbulent. really turbulent. I remember that because I was sitting in the middle. Um, Jamal was at the window. I was in the middle, and then it was the husband of the friend, uh, the the couple that we met, and I started to cry because it was shaking so bad, and he looks at me, he's like, are you okay? And I have tears streaming down my face, and I'm like, I'm fine.
2: That was the (laughs) the flight where they had the duck because they stopped meal service at one point because the turbulence was so much i remember that actually
1: you know talking about turbulence i remember when we were landing in beijing it was a little bit turbulent and i feel like i've never experienced such turbulent flights like i did when we were over there so i don't know if it's something about the air patterns or what but there was a lot of turbulence
2: well a lot of people may not have heard of the city xian in china but what it's really really famous for is the terracotta soldiers that they have there
3: hmm. I've yeah. never heard of it either, but I'm I'm really into history and ancient artifacts and what's left over from thousands and thousands of years ago. And this was
1: like a paradise for that. Yeah. Jamal, you want to tell us what the terracotta museum even is?
2: Well, so up until like I believe it was in the 20th century, early like 1900s. A farmer was actually digging because Xi'an is a big farming area, or at least was, um, you know, several decades ago. And as he was digging, I believe for a well, but nonetheless, he was on his farm digging on it, and he came across some clay soldiers, which I think terracotta. You know, the, the mm-hmm. of clay.
3: When he when he um, found it in the ground, he thought it was a real person, and there's some kind of. Bad juju around if you dig up a human body. So he was freaking out.
2: Oh, see Kim remembers. Uh, I remember that part. She remembers more of the story than I. But yeah, he had found it. And basically what it is now is it's really just like still uh an excavation site and it is covered, a big tourist attraction, but it is a line of soldiers that were made out of clay, you know, into statues. And what's so impressive about it is it has horses. Thousands of soldiers, each soldier looks different. There's no repeat. They're literally made to look like different people. And what it was is I think um, it is a burial site of one of the past emperors. emperors. And basically, it's guarding his tomb. It's the soldiers guarding the emperor's tomb.
3: Yeah. And, and we only got to see, I think, three of the pits, but there were 200 of them that are still buried. Mm-hmm. And we only, there's only
0: three that have been excavated
2: three of the Mm pits yeah
0: it was so crazy yeah
1: it was amazing
0: and some of them have been broken into pieces but people are working to put them back together so that they have more of a complete collection yeah and they say
3: that some of them are broken because over the years as the tomb was hidden other coming in soldiers and people exploring that area would come in and just like barge down the door so the soldiers got knocked over and got broken and a lot of the gold and treasures that were in there were all taken out. So that's why it's mostly just the soldiers and, some of some of the copper and stuff like that. Yeah, still.
2: Because I believe it was like left in the open, but just over time and over the centuries, all the dirt and mud has filled it up so yeah, that everything's It's about two thousand years old. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. old.
0: But what they do have is really impressive. I believe in one of the pits was even like um a chariot, like the horse carriage. Mm-hmm. That was really impressive to see. Really yeah.
1: cool. I know you mentioned it was for the Emperor and Death. I think it was he commissioned someone to design his entire army in terracotta so they can protect him even in death. Death. Yeah, and I believe it took like 30 years. It's crazy. It was amazing. Before he died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I remember, though? I don't think that they had air in there, and so it was super hot. (laughs) (laughs) It was really hot that day.
2: (laughs) Yeah. One of the um, really cool things about Xi'an, really its claim to fame really is the terracotta soldiers, but one thing that was really, really impressive and fun that our tour company gate one did is they actually took us to an outdoor park and i know i had a good time there what did you ladies think of the park and tell us a little bit about what was going on there
1: the park was the most this is probably my most favorite thing that we did in china so and that's the, again this is one of the benefits of going with the guided tour because they're taking you to these off the path spaces spots. And so it was early in the morning. And this is where the retirement village of the city goes. And it's just they have dances, they have songs that they're singing. Um, And so we were able to dance with the locals. And there's just no way to describe it. It was just so... It was
3: definitely it was. one of my favorite things, too, and we never would have found it on our own yeah. or even known about Not it. About it. Yeah. Um, we did Tai Chi, remember that, yes. with the sword? That was, like,
0: the first thing we did was the yeah. Tai Chi.
3: And then we got to do little exercises and yo-yo. I think we were doing yo-yo. And hacky mm-hmm. sack. Hacky sack. Um, mm-hmm. So we did those dances, and then they moved us over to the song. And so the the Chinese people believe that every morning you need to exercise a little bit like light exercise, not like a hit class like we do here in America. And they also believe that you need to sing or talk to get the spirits from when you were sleeping out of your body. And that's mm-hmm. how it wakes you up. So they do these songs. They had like a whole orchestra out there.
1: They even sang jingle
3: bells or they they played jingle our bells. whole for group. Us. They yeah. brought us to the front of the orchestra area mm-hmm. and sung us jingle bells. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then when we were dancing, they um they were in dragon outfits. Oh, that was really cool too. Yeah. So we were it's not a conga line, but something similar to a conga line where we're just like dancing. Behind one another? It, going was, in it was almost like
2: being in a parade, but not a parade, all just confined just they to the area every morning in the park. In the park. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the daily routine and exercise. Yeah. So I, I, I thought it was definitely one of the more cultural highlights mm-hmm, of the yes. trip and something really unique that I think Zaina said you know, if you weren't on a guided tour, that's something that you would never see or never think to experience to go there and, yeah. or know to find it.
0: And it's there was just- something there for everyone and the retired community goes there a lot which is really nice to have a sense of culture and community in that area.
1: Yeah, I know. I wish my parents could do something like that now that they're retired. <laughs> you know, it
0: keeps them healthy. It keeps them
1: social because I think that's the biggest thing when you're retired. They you go know, there also thing. to
3: say if they have single grandkids, they talk yes, about their grandkids. Yes, I was about to say to that too. Out. I remember them saying
2: <laughs> that. That's one of the top draws of the, the park is they go to gossip to see who they can set up their grandchildren with. And <laughs>
3: one other thing, the retirement age in China is like 50. They retire really young, so they they may be retired, but they're not, like, elderly, in a walker, like, can't move. They're youthful.
0: Mm-hmm. And they age well because they're Asian. I can say that because I'm Asian. <laughs> <laughs> that yes. is very
2: true. They all looked That is very young. true.
0: And they were really, really nice. And,
3: oh, and as we were leaving, they clapped us goodbye. They gave us a standing ovation as we left. Yeah. They were just so nice. Mm-hmm.
2: One of the other things, too, that we did in Xi'an, which... Oh, we really all enjoyed. I what? say this
3: about everything, but this was like one of my favorite things we did. <laughs> oh,
2: with a park or the dumpling dinner? The I'm dumpling about to say. The dumpling dinner. Yeah, the yeah. dumpling dinner. Zaina enjoyed this one more than the Peking Duck dinner, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> okay. It wasn't Good. that Good. expensive,
3: but this was one of it the add ons. It was like
2: $12 a person. Yeah,
3: and it was one of the add ons that we did with the guided tour. Thank God, because it was amazing. So,
0: mm. to kind of explain the add ons before we get more into it is basically when you pick your tour, you pick obviously where you're going and it tells you what is included in the itinerary. And then on a few different days, you have the option to add on another tour or a dinner or experience. And so it's something you can pre-plan in advance. And typically they're reasonably priced and worth the experience. Right, Mm -hmm. so
2: every city that you're in there is always a tour every day, but the extensions are usually the evening activities which include like a dinner or a show or something like that. So you can opt to once you're done with the day and the tour do things on your own or be a part of like a group activity as well. So it gives a lot of flexibility within the, the tour that way. The other one
3: that we added on was in Shanghai, I believe, and that was um the circus.
1: Yeah, the Acrobat Show. That yes. was amazing. That was that's, really cool. It's
3: the Acrobat amazing. Show and
2: the the Night River Cruise just as well. But we'll we we'll, didn't do the Night River cruise. What yeah, are you we talking oh, we we about? Oh she did. That's
3: right. That's right. Okay on the Bund River. That's right. Whoops. I don't know where I was. <laughs> <laughs> um okay so back to the dumpling dinner. So they're just not any dumplings. Was like seventeen different kinds of dumplings. Yes, all different looks, tastes, shapes,
1: feels, smells. Like one came out looking like a swan. Another one comes out looking like a walnut. There was a pig.
2: like a cabbage. Does anyone remember the one oh, that looked yeah, like a cabin? Yeah, well, I thought it was purple and then it had oh, like the little There was sti- a
1: green one too.
3: Yeah, yeah, that one was
2: purple.
0: And then they in the back, they had like a whole display of dumplings that they would make look like little scenes. So there was like one that was like all fish and there was another one that was like a farm. <laughs> there was
3: someone there making them on display too. Yeah, super impressive. The, du- the little duck shaped one was my favorite and we like had the sauce in a plate and we were like, oh, the duck's swimming. It was so
1: cute.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, obviously, you know, in China you can find dumplings anywhere, but this is where they had, you know, the tour extension, uh, number one, but in Xi'an, they're particularly famous for their dumplings mm-hmm. more so than anywhere else. That's why it was in the city of Xi'an, but the dumpling dinner, um, definitely a highlight. Good Hands food. Down, yeah. Do
0: not miss it.
2: Do not yeah. miss the dumpling dinner.
0: And in this city, we had our. This is an example of where we had one of the personal tour guides, in addition to our tour guide for the, the entire trip as well. So she was. She, she specialized was, in this area because she was from that area.
2: She was from Xi'an, yeah, and uh, I believe she was a history major, so she knew a lot more about the terracotta soldiers, just as well. And so uh, they were definitely able to give a more personalized story and experience of the city than just the the normal tour guide so that's one of the ways that the tour also enhances it it's more personalized that way just as well
1: our local tour guide there in Xi'an she was so cute because she constantly referred to herself in third person and every time she (laughs) did like it's just it's so cute and she said panda panders (laughs) yeah
3: it was so (laughs) cute
0: and idea idea yeah, we definitely yeah. can't
2: criticize because her English is ten million times better than our. No Mandarin.
0: criticizing. Oh. No, just I,
2: know, criticizing. I know, I know, I, I know. Adorable. No, it, it was. I definitely did like the way. Every that time she,
3: she said it, I smiled.
1: <laughs> Me too.
2: Yeah. And then, so any final thoughts on Xi'an, ladies, before we get to uh, Shanghai?
1: This trip along. Oh, real quickly, though, when we were in Xi'an, I just have to say that Brittany and Kim have the same dress and they totally twinned that day. And it was just really cute because we were walking around Xi'an. This is the day that we didn't have um, a a night dinner or anything planned, and just people's heads turned because (laughs) two little cute girls walking in the same dress through the
0: city. okay let's go to shanghai 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 <laughs> so the first thing i want to talk about is the river boat cruise that we did at night and it was on the bun river <laughs> in shanghai we actually didn't add this on to our itinerary in advance and once we realized what it was going to be and that it, how recommended it was we decided to ask our tour guide can we add this on last minute and Luckily, he was able to accommodate us and we were able to get on the night river cruise.
3: I think Shanghai was the most like metropolis city that we were in on this trip. So the skyline is beautiful. They have just such modern, interesting, colorful architecture. It looks beautiful at night. And that's what this river cruise was. You're going along the river and you see the city skyline in the background and it goes along the whole time. So you see different angles of it, different parts of it. Just gorgeous.
1: What I thought was really interesting, just about the city in general, was the traffic and the license plates. Do you guys remember that? That was anywhere. Was it? Because in Shanghai there so there are so many drivers in Shanghai that it costs like what twelve thousand and fifteen. 000? That was all of
2: China. They're charged for their license plate.
1: Oh yeah. Well, that's super interesting. Something our tour guide told us yeah. about the license plates. Yeah, because there's so many cars, you have to pay X amount of dollars for your license plate, and then but in Shanghai, mm-hmm. I remember him saying there are certain freeways that you can't drive on unless oh, you have a numbering. Shanghai. License it was wasn't a Shanghai
2: license plate. It was how it was numbered. Oh, okay. So like if your Certain license plate started with like an even number, or an odd number that dictated if you can drive on the highway that day, that that day. day specifically. That's crazy. To reduce the traffic. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And
0: license plates, you can pass them on to future generations. Like when you're done driving with that car, you just move that license plate to another car and you can Pass it down to your child. Yeah,
2: really interesting system. But I just want to go back real quick. Uh, the Bund is actually the name of a waterfront promenade area in Shanghai along the river. The river is not the Bund River.
3: What's the river called?
2: Uh, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> uh, I believe it's called the Huangpu River. If I'm not mistaken, oh, okay. I that think that's familiar. what. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was.
3: One of our other highlights from Shanghai was the Chinese Acrobat Night. Another one of the tours that we added on, it was, I wasn't expecting it to be a circus show, but it was much like a circus show with acrobats, like seven high flying through the air on trapeze and that big um, circle cage thing that all those motorcycles were in.
0: Oh, that was crazy. They got like
3: seven motorcycles in this giant circular
0: cage. So first they would start out with one motorcyclist going and he would get inside the cage and just spin around, around, and then a second one would enter, and then they were kind of crossing directions, and so they ended up adding about seven in the cage total, and it was just so amazing to watch them all be synchronized and not crash. I would be afraid to crash. Yeah, <laughs> it's I some mean, impressive.
2: I mean, it was impression. a small little ball steel cage that they were driving in with their motorcycles. It is impressive, but beyond that, you know, like Kim was saying, they were doing some sort of trapeze, but a lot of them were doing Balancing acts where it was two partners and one would hold the other person mm-hmm. up with just like one hand, and it was really you know elegant and really interesting to see the the Chinese acrobat show. That also included dinner. Let's not forget about the dinner that night that they had. Just it, as well with it
1: Yeah. Speaking of balancing, what there was one girl who was riding her bike, and then five people jumped on and rode the bike with her while she was balancing it. <laughs> just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Feats Another great feet. night in China. Yeah.
2: One of the other things that we did just as well in there, and you know, in each of the cities, we didn't really touch on them too much in the other ones, but they they take us to someplace kind of unique. Um, What they did, they took us in Shanghai to a place where it is basically, I don't want to call it a silk factory, but it was almost that um, art pavilion where they would literally make Pictures out of silk, and oh, they yeah. look like they, they were, were so like cool. beautifully painted. I was almost gonna buy. I one.
3: wanted to buy all of them, but <laughs> they knew. were really expensive. I know. I almost <laughs> bought
2: one, and it was because they were expensive that I opted not to. But they have everything, you know. Uh, honestly, they look like paintings, but it's all silk, hand woven and sewn. Photos of you know just anything of Chinese like architecture. They even had Van Gogh replicas, night, yeah. and that's what I wanted to buy was the mm-hmm. Vincent Van Gogh Starry Night, but Really, really interesting to see because in each city, you know, they take you to some place kind of you know more unique uh, and abstract outside of the normal tourist things, and that's something that they were really famous for in Shanghai.
0: Also in Shanghai and in China in general, China is known for like knockoff items, and so our tour guide took us to a bazaar the shanghai bazaar the shanghai bazaar
2: that and was an experience it was, it was fun. really cool yeah it was fun
0: <laughs> it's where you get to negotiate for all of the knockoffs which was a fun experience oh, so negotiating tips Never, ever, ever accept
3: the first price that they give you.
2: Don't even accept their fifth.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They love to negotiate. (laughs) Whatever price they give you, at least knock it in half and say, this is my price. You'll use a calculator because they don't um, speak English very well. So you'll communicate numbers that way. And just keep going down or stick to your price. Walk away if you have to. They will chase you down. And if that person really won't accept your price, go a little bit farther outside of the main Everything sells the same shit. So we'll go a little bit farther out and you will get
0: it for the price that you Kim, want. didn't someone chase you down?
3: Oh, I had a lady grab my arm and try to pull me back, like take me with her. And I lost you guys at that point. I was by myself and I was like, no lady, like let me go. I don't want to <laughs> go to your back room with you. <laughs> because you
2: walked away from uh, her final offer. She and showed
3: then... me a cardboard thing of like watches and purses and I was trying to get a knockoff purse. And I was like, oh, I'm interested. But I wasn't trying to go in the back room with this lady by myself. And, it was, and she was had my arm really strong, too. I was like, let go, lady.
0: I did end <laughs> up getting a knockoff Michael Kors
3: purse. I did as well. We were, in, we were in that store. And they have it in the back section, not in the front section, because I guess it's also illegal in China, I'm assuming. And I... Um, we like kind of peeked back there and then went back there and negotiated for a while. And Brittany and I both got Michael Kors purses. I I wish I would have gotten more.
2: Yeah. If they don't have kind of what you're looking for in that area, they'll call somebody and be like, Oh, and then they'll seriously bring it around for you guys. But yeah, you got the purse. We also got the Brittany and I at least got the, um, tea set, which we love. And, actively use but i will say when this, are we
3: gonna have that tea party
2: we're gonna have it soon i've, I've extended <laughs> the offer so many times we, ladies we need to make it happen i want to have the high tea <laughs> uh, evening but anyway um one thing i wanted to say to touch back on on what kim was saying is obviously clearly don't accept the first offer i said don't accept the fifth but not that we paid a lot for britney's knockoff because it's a really good one we paid like
1: 30
3: what, 30
2: dollars so. Which, by the
1: way, they had to make a call, and we waited for someone to bring it so Brittany can see um, the purse.
2: Absolutely. I still feel we overpaid. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? So, well, I mean... I feel Not like when we, that
3: purse is 200 normally no, true
2: but but what I mean by that is if we were harder we could have probably maybe gotten it yeah, for 25 20 is yeah. what I mean so really like if you love to haggle like this is the place to do and like don't be afraid to really give a rock bottom price well
1: yeah. you have to start at rock bottom because if you think about it if they have something for ten dollars and you want to get it for five and you give it at five and you tell them that you want it for five you've already uh shot yourself in the foot because now she's gonna say eight then you're going to say seven and you're not going to get it for what you want. But if you start with two and when it, then you no can no matter what price you tell them
3: they will go. Oh no. But
1: <laughs> they are just
3: bluffing. Yeah. They'll act like
2: they're offended by the, the low ball offer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun experience. That's for sure. It is.
0: It is. Yeah. And like Jamal mentioned earlier Shanghai is the city that we got a free day to do whatever we wanted. On. We had the option
3: to do a, like a river Excursion, which seemed really cool, but we had something better that we needed to do
2: We went to Shanghai Disneyland. We are Ooh. gonna have a separate episode on that, because
3: there's so much to talk about
2: on that particular topic, absolutely. Um, but again, th- touching back on why one of the reasons why we went on the trip was specifically for this free day, so that we could go to Shanghai. Truly, and
3: Disneyland while a we were magical there. experience that you cannot miss in Shanghai,
1: except for the um, seafood churros. Oh, they did have
2: seafood. We didn't
1: try those. <laughs> but what was it? What did we do for lunch that day?
2: It was the high tea.
1: High tea. I have never had high tea before in my life, and everyone was like, "Oh my goodness." you're gonna love high tea and um i don't think that this disney it was, really it nailed wasn't it wasn't the best
3: one ever but it was great still yeah because of where we were
0: and yeah. you really like the tea that was served that day oh
3: they had the best tea oh, it, was it was delicious
2: mm-hmm. i would agree but like, i would do it again like we said disneyland on a whole nother episode so stay tuned listeners for that <laughs> one but any final thoughts ladies on the trip any of the cities that we didn't touch on before we get to questions
1: Oh, you guys, we didn't talk about the Forbidden City.
2: Oh, in Beijing? Yeah. Oh, the one you guys forgot your passports.
1: Is that where Okay, (laughs) so the night before, our tour guide
3: told us, make sure to bring your passports. The place we're going tomorrow sometimes requires passports. Everybody brought their passport except for Zena and I. So
1: Kim and I <laughs> were always each other's plus ones, right? You got to book with someone. So Kim and I are in the same room and obviously Jamal and Brittany married, they're they're with each other. And you know that morning Jamal and Brittany did not remind us to grab our passport.
3: Are we
0: your mom and dad? You know you sometimes.
3: sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> On vacations whenever Jamal pays for something, I always say Thanks,
1: dad. But I mean, You're obviously welcome. we pay him back, right? Jamal's just kind of the bank of Jamal and uh, giving us a loan up front. And they're always like, <laughs> knock on our door before they go down to see if we're ready. <laughs> yeah. So they take good care of us. And so we I completely forgot to grab our passport. Yeah. Our because when we were, what well, this is in Beijing and this is the best breakfast buffet um at the On hotel yeah weceli was so good we stayed at three hotels this one <laughs> in beijing had the best breakfast buffet so we were always down there shout out to the together. breakfast buffet <laughs> yeah we'll always love you seriously <laughs>
2: always love the gay one breakfast buffets that's for sure
1: yeah so you know every single morning we're down there we're having our breakfast and jamal and Brittany didn't say anything so by the time we get onto the bus we didn't say
2: anything because you had a reminder the night before we went to bed
1: okay so they Mm -hmm. did remind us but we forgot by the morning so we get exactly we get on the bus and there's probably what like 40 45 people in the group so the tour guide asks does everyone have their passport? And everyone goes like, yay. And then Kim and I, you just see mm-hmm. our faces drop. And luckily we're in the front. And we're like, oh, we forgot ours. And I just... We're I, right there. We just run back. Exactly. The but the way that he looked at us,
0: like... He gave it you a was, death stare. Yeah. Like, really, like, <laughs> shame on you. He well, was not this happy. This the first day that we're going out as a group in the city. And so he's telling us, like hey, if everyone is one minute late, then that puts us behind like 40 minutes late because, so like, like, let's be respectful. (laughs) He gave us lots of
1: lectures prior to. So Kim and I get off the bus and we go running. And
3: Before we we really run into the hotel though, we look back at the bus and we see Jamal's face shaking his head, scowling at us. I was so disappointed in both of you. It was the biggest
1: scoff. Ever just,
3: I was
2: disappointed <laughs> in both of. It was you.
1: like the dad disappointment look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so not then, upset. We disappointed. get <laughs> very disappointed. Like <laughs> his face, his scoff. It was, it was uh, priceless. So we get back on the bus, and Brittany tells us that when you were off, we got a lecture. What was it? What did he lecture you guys about?
2: Timeliness and courtesy <laughs> to other patrons on the tour.
1: And so Kim made the comment that clearly he uh, gave it to the wrong group of the lecture to the wrong group of people.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And like for many Gate One tours, you're going on with multiple people. And depending on where you're going will dictate the size of the group. So, for example, on this trip in particular, there was 39 of us. Yeah. But for the record, Kim and I didn't make that mistake again. We learned Mm -hmm. probably because we reminded you the entire time. There we go. We didn't want to be embarrassed. We were embarrassed
2: <laughs> because of you guys as well, just because we were associated with you. But yeah, Zana makes a good point. We didn't touch on the Forbidden City, which was the historic imperial like palace grounds, you know, from the former dynasties that China used to have. Pretty impressive. It was. I mean, you. I, we would literally get there and walk through like one area, and then I thought, okay, we're coming to the end. I mean, it was. I felt like five miles long just in like one direction. But it was really interesting to see the traditional like mm-hmm. ancient Chinese architecture being in the, the palace grounds of the old emperors. It's just really a unique historical experience yeah. to, to have been there.
1: Like wasn't there what Jamal I went with you to try to get a picture of something and there was too many people.
2: It was hard. Yeah. It was like, crowded.
1: It just, this was probably the most crowded of any of the places that we went to in all of China.
3: But still worth seeing. Of
0: what? course,
2: yeah. So if
1: you're
0: there. So moving into our next segment, we are talking My about... favorite.
1: Questions of the
3: week. Questions. Thank you guys so much for sending in your questions. We have a couple good ones about China and about traveling in general. Um, as just a reminder, you guys can always send us questions on Instagram or Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast, and we'll answer you right away, or we'll put it in a whole new episode.
0: So one of the questions we got was, "Why did we pick China?" But we did answer that mostly. I mean, we picked it because of the cost, and we, we-
1: talked about cost. But how much did we actually pay for it? Wasn't it like less than eight hundred? No, no,
3: it was way too like thirteen
0: hundred.
2: It was like thirteen hundred dollars. It was a
0: ten-day trip. It
2: was eight hundred if you chose not to get the The flights flights. included. But with flights included, it was around thirteen hundred dollars.
0: That's such a good deal for ten days,
2: flights included, transportation, meals, tours,
0: and don't forget that we didn't just get our round trip flight from LAX to Beijing and back. We also got the flights from Beijing to Xi'an, Xi'an to Shanghai. So it included every single flight we went on, every single hotel. We didn't have to do any booking. It paid for our transportation. It paid for entrance to any of the places that required an entrance fee. It paid for all of our breakfast, some of our lunches. And then if we did the optional add-ons, sometimes dinner was included in those as well.
3: The two things that were not included in the trip, though, were tips so please tip your guides if you're going to do yes. a guided tour. They definitely deserve it. And tip your bus drivers because they absolutely deserve it too. Mm-hmm. They have an air-conditioned bus waiting for you after a day of walking around. It's amazing.
2: Absolutely. And then the
3: other thing that was not included was you do need to purchase a visa, which I think was about $150. bucks.
2: It is for a 10-year visa.
3: Mm-hmm. A 10-year visa. we went through an agency that uh, we just sent, we submitted our application our paperwork and they ran it to the consulate for us and brought it back to us so if you're going to get a visa and there's not a consulate near you go through an agency
0: and i really recommend that because the only time you could pick it up was during business hours so if you work a normal you know nine to five monday through friday You would have to take a day off to go deliver it and then another day off to pick it up.
1: Yeah, because it's not same day. It takes like two days.
2: Well, that's again, if we're talking, we live in major cities. If anyone's inland, there is no Chinese consulate. So they're going to have to mail it anyway. But anyone who lives coastal close to one, definitely do the mail in option versus, you know, taking and dropping it off for them. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. And then the other question we got is, is the food good? Food is such a big part of traveling. It's why we go
3: to a lot of the places we go to and just part of experiencing another destination. Was the food good?
2: Absolutely, delicious.
3: Thousand percent. I want to eat that food right now. I am dreaming about chicken and rice and noodles.
2: I still think of that sweet and sour pork every day. Yeah, (laughs) no exaggeration. (laughs) That's the best sweet and sour pork I've ever had in my life. So I
0: really liked that the style was the lazy Susan. Oh, I loved that on the on the in the middle of the table. So they brought out a ton of different dishes and they would put them all on the lazy susan and you just spin it around and each person would you know try a little bit of everything it was the best way to try a variety of different foods Mm -hmm, we tried a
3: lot of their beer as well and i'm not as impressed and the reason is not because of taste necessarily but because of the percentage of alcohol all of their beers are like three percent and i and we were shocked and so one day we tried to order budweiser because we're like oh it's american brand it's going to be like four or five percent Nope. They reduce the alcohol in the Budweiser to match the Chinese standards. So
1: just know that beer is like soda there.
3: It's
2: almost like a soft drink.
1: Yeah. And they don't have Diet Coke or Diet anything. They only have regular. I don't drink Diet Coke anymore, but when we were there, I was heavy on the the Diet Coke and um, there's none of that. The hot tea was bomb though. Yeah.
3: Always good. The Mm -hmm.
2: jasmine hot tea. But you know, On the food as well, I think we mentioned this earlier. You know, a lot of people said, like, it's not as good um, as you expect it here. I did not find that to be the case at all. I thought it was above and beyond and better. And that's one of the other reasons why I think the tour was so great. They actually take you to local restaurants. It's not like when you go somewhere, sometimes you ask for recommendations. Maybe someone will tell you what they think you may like. This was localized cuisine absolutely delicious
0: i thought the food was definitely better than what it is here in the states i do not eat chinese food here in the united states and i went crazy for the food in in china and it was cool
3: too because of the tour we were able to try things that we would not order on our own on the menu so there were these like little shredded like potato noodle things at one
1: point that Mm. we never would have known what they were but they were really good yeah. And so they want to impress you. Um, at Gate one does, right? They want you to come back and use them. So they're giving you an overabundance of food. So you never have to worry like, oh my goodness, is it going to be enough? You are going to have <laughs> like stuff so, every day. <laughs> yeah, like so much. So although they're bringing out food, there are a few opportunities where they give you the option of choosing plate A or plate B and you're going to eat it by yourself. There's no lazy Susan for that. And so when we keep referencing Jamal's sweet and sour pork, that was the day where you had <laughs> option A the or option sweet and sweet, sour
3: pork. Yeah, I don't even know what <laughs>
1: option A was. I got option A and I know that Jamal got sweet and sour pork and I deeply regretted that decision <laughs> because the sweet and sour pork that they brought out to Jamal was Phenomenal.
2: One of our other listeners had the question of when you enter a country and don't know the language, what do you do?
1: This is so
3: prevalent to China because there's no way you can communicate with someone that doesn't speak English there. So what we did, um, we actually got a Chinese language learning app and we were practicing our Chinese. Remember when we were in the airport coming back from Cuba and yes. you and I were practicing Chinese? <laughs> yes. Oh yes. <laughs> Um, But bring an app with you as well. And that's really going to help you to say different words. Or that day that we were trying to buy beer from the um, liquor store guy, he was using his translation app with us. Yes, I
2: remember Mm -hmm. that. I remember that. So, I mean, we didn't have to encounter this issue a lot because of the tour. But just in general, a translation app is so key. And it's really respectful when you go to another place, another culture where they have another language, to at least make the attempt. That is what is important. So the translation app helps. And even when you're still at home before your trip, look up key phrases. Just go to Google and say key phrases in Chinese. It'll teach you the hellos, goodbyes, please, thank you. A little bit like that goes a long way, uh, definitely in making it more smooth and for you being more respectful while you're there. Those
3: are the ones you should always know no matter where you are. The please, thank you, excuse me, Hello.
1: Plus, everyone loves someone who tries. So if you show them that you're making an effort to learn their language, to speak in their language, they are so excited anywhere you go, right? Anytime
3: like, we said ni the people smiled so big at us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or how do you say thank you, Jamal?
2: Shit, shit. I think I'm saying it with the correct pronunciation. I don't know. Yeah. So they're
0: so much more willing to help you and mm-hmm. like want to try and be engaging in the conversation if you just put in a little bit of effort yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't say it right it goes a long way. Another question we got were how are the bathrooms in China?
3: (sighs) This was a big one. And we, we knew going in that we were going to
0: encounter some of these and I was scared and (laughs) I still am. (laughs) We
2: managed, we managed.
0: So most of the bathrooms in China are bring your own toilet paper bathrooms and you have to squat over the hole. They're squatty potties. And if there are Western toilets, people still get on top of. We saw
3: footprints on the toilet seat, and seats. they squat over the hole on
0: the Western toilet. They
2: have signs that basically say "Do not stand on the toilet." Obviously. They're made out in pictures and you can depict obviously what it is, but mm-hmm. they're trying to tell people not to stand on the toilet and do the squat.
3: Majority of them are squatty potties though.
1: Yeah. But you know,
3: I Not prefer... in the hotels.
2: I just want to throw out, not in the hotels. In this the hotels is, when you're, this yeah. is when you're out in public. They did
1: have them at Disneyland though. Yeah. But you know, okay. So Disneyland when <laughs> we
3: were there, But they also here, had
2: Western toilets at Disneyland also. But what they was did.
3: weird, I saw people waiting in line for the squatty potties. I like the even squatty- when the,
1: when we were at Disneyland, I chose the squatty ones because the Western ones are going to be dirty anyways. And so I'm going to be squatting over it. So I felt like having a hole was easier to just, you know, not me. I struggled the whole time. Oh, I love the burn in the thighs, man. What a great opportunity. What a good probably, workout huh? yeah.
2: For, from the
0: Inca trail.
1: I, I had
3: you my squat prepped.
0: Yeah, I was. I had my
3: squad. No, I down. was scarred from the Inca Trail, and then the, just the pain continued in China.
0: So <laughs> I rolled up some toilet paper and I made like a whole bunch of little rolls, and I put them in a plastic bag to put in my purse to carry around because during the day when you're out all day long and you're not in restaurant, even in the restaurants, some of them had squatty potties. I just wanted to bring my own toilet paper just in case, um, and then also some of the. Places we went to, the toilet paper, if they provided it, was outside of the stall. So, like, right when you walked into the bathroom, there was like a gigantic roll.
3: You have to get what you need before you go in. You
2: guesstimate your need.
3: I know, right? I Hope don't guess else wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah. You're like, Brittany, actually, I need some more toilet paper. I asked because there was um, one day that I didn't bring toilet paper with me because I thought, oh, you know what? Brittany's going to have toilet paper if I need it. I'll just ask Brittany. Yeah, so, day
2: eight into the trip, Zana still wasn't bringing toilet paper so
1: i look at Brittany and i'm like hey brit can i have some tp and she gives me the dirtiest look you know <laughs> that you need to bring your own toilet paper i can't believe like she's toilet paper shaming me
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't want to run out on for my own self
1: <laughs> so then you're i was like there. no no never mind it's okay i don't need any toilet paper whatever and so Brittany's like are you kidding me just take some toilet paper so thanks Britt, for that mm-hmm. you're welcome <laughs> All right. Our
3: very last question, and this is probably the most important one for China, is do you need a VPN? Yes. What's a VPN? Virtual Private Network. Basically, it routes your phone through another destination. Ours are putting us here in San Diego in America. The VPN would route us through Sweden. So we needed it for China because... Does their government not the, allow? their
2: internet censorship rules that they have over okay. there? So There's
3: lo- no social media. The, you yeah. can't access Facebook. You, you Google. You can't access Google. <laughs>
2: Yahoo, even and you can whatnot. tell that
3: I will die without Google or social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, you're on a 10 day trip. You're doing all these amazing things. You want to share them with the world, and you need social media for that. Um, you also need maps. Google Maps. So the get a VPN, I can't remember what company we went through, but I can do some research and we'll put it in the show notes. But I think it was only about 12 bucks for a 30 day VPN. It's very, very easy to get, very easy to set up on your phone and it will save your life. And I'm p- very passionate about those.
0: And pro tip, when you're done with the trip, turn the VPN off. Cancel your subscription. Because Zena did not turn her VPN off when we landed in LAX. And so we were taking the shuttle back to our car and she is so upset that she can't access the internet. And she says, what did you say,
1: Zane? I am going to write my phone carrier a strongly worded letter. I don't understand what's going on with my internet. And so Brittany's like, can I see your phone? And I'm like, what are you going to do? I can't fix it. I can't fix Having it. Having a freak out.
3: Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. God. <laughs> I-, I just want to
2: say, I didn't have a freak out that.
1: Show.
3: Oh, oh, okay. This I'm sorry to interrupt, but this is extremely important. Zaina had a freakout in China that I have to talk about. No. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't consider it a freakout. Okay. It was totally a freakout.
3: We all so, know
2: it was at the museum.
1: No. Oh, okay. So she had two. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's a Marouche thing. The
3: first one, I think we were in Shanghai, right? Where they had those cool wooden tubs in the in the locker room.
1: <laughs>
3: oh. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> so at the hotel we all get a key card you have to put the key card in the hold for the lights to come on <laughs> so Brittany and I did a tour of the hotel and we have they have a gym and, and a sauna and they have these really cool like four foot tall wooden bathtubs and we're like all right this is awesome we're gonna come in here and bathtub and take pictures <laughs> so her and I put our robes on and we I pull the key out of the cart and I go I think Zane is in the shower Zena meanwhile, comes out of the shower to the darkness. Well, the darkness has turned on me in the shower. And um, I guess she's like frantically searching for us, like runs down to the gym. The guy doesn't speak English. She's like, did you see two girls? <laughs> He's like, what are you talking about, crazy lady? I was pretty excited. Knocking. I think she knocked on your door. Yeah, well, she, she used... couldn't use the elevator because she didn't have the key. Wait, she... wait, wait. So
2: let me get this straight. You took the key card out of the wall that powers the electricity to the room while Zena was in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I just and wanted for to some make
3: sure. reason we were going back up. We forgot something. I don't remember. I don't what. remember what it was, but we forgot something, so we're heading back up, and that's where we ran into Zayna. I was like, Oh my god. When Ben, I've been searching
1: for you. It's dark in the room. <laughs> what
3: <laughs> I the hell are you talking
0: so about? It wasn't a
1: freak out. It was, it was definitely
0: a freak out. I was
1: just excited. <laughs> <laughs> were you? It was excitement from the
0: chaos
1: <laughs> that the dark ensued.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Zena also had one other freak out on the trip. And it was when we were at a museum and when we were on tour, because there's so many people and because we're all walking at different paces, our tour guide wears a headset and we each have a little device called a whisper that plugs into his channel and then you wear the headphones. And he kept telling us like when we would need the whispers. And that day Zena did not pack her whisper. So everyone was asking Zena like, where's your whisper? <laughs> Why didn't you bring your whisper? Why don't you have it? Forget,
2: I'm you not whisper, forget, forget your this passport.
1: I, you know what? That was the day that we flew into Xi'an. And so I had it in like a backpack or something. So I didn't have it with me. Um, and so then we didn't even go to the hotel once we landed. It was just like on to the next. So I didn't have it on me. I was fine. I just figured like, okay, well, I'm not gonna hear what everyone else is hearing, whatever. But then everyone else was getting like, oh my gosh, Zena, where's your whisper? Where's your whisper? <laughs> and so then, you know, I got like frustrated because I'm like, I'm not even complaining about the whisper. Oh, you know what it was? Our tour guide felt bad for me. So he gave me his whisper and I said, no, no, I'm fine. It's okay. You know, It's my fault. He's oh no, no, take the whisper. So I take the whisper. And when I took the whisper, Jamal gave me another scoff like he did when I forgot my passport. And when he gave me that scoff, it set me off because I was like, everyone is on my case about the whisper (laughs) and I'm. Fine without it. So then I gave it back to our tour guide and then I went and I cried um, and I found an internet connection and then I, I sent uh, my best friend a message that Brittany's trying to ruin my life and protects. Really? Yeah. And he like sends me back like, I don't know what's going on, but Zena, I really don't think Brittany's trying to ruin your life. And I said, no, really she mm-hmm. is. And then like, I cried.
2: You want to know how this situation could have been avoided if you just remembered your whisper?
3: You know what though? It's actually good that you didn't because I didn't love that museum. So You don't need your whisper.
1: Brittany's really not trying to ruin my life, guys. (laughs) (laughs) She was just looking out.
2: But moral of the story, VPN. (laughs) Getting back on that VPN. Yeah, you're definitely going to need it to access stuff that they have their internet censorship rules for in China. Definitely comes in very useful. You're going to need it.
3: All right, guys. Well, that's all we have for you on this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you enjoyed hearing about our trip to China.
2: People say, oh, you don't like China. I like China.
3: And I hope that this inspires you to get out there and see it for yourself. It's a beautiful country.
2: Please, everyone, subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, tell us what you like, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes.
1: And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Travel Squad Podcast.
0: All right, guys. Next week, unpack your bags and stay tuned for our next episode. We're doing something a little bit different. We are sharing with you how to travel often. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.